Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. As always, the entrance of your word brings light. And it gives understanding to the simple. And we pray, Lord, that our hearts will, you know, be like children today to receive of you. And let your word shine in our hearts. Give us revelation knowledge. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody says, I can't hear you. Everybody says, Amen. Well, welcome and God bless you all. And uh, for those who are watching, you are looking at us live from beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. I always love to say that. Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, this is Gospel Missions International, otherwise known as GMI Church. And my name is Pastor Yato. I'm going to be continuing the... Uh, seven pillars of wisdom today you know real quickly you know i uh, you know we covered the seven attributes first of divine wisdom and then we started to go into the seven pillars of wisdom and the i'm going to do it more like a bible teaching rather than preaching you know so i need some interaction you know so how many persons remember our key text that we have been using. In the book of Proverbs, you know, a lot of those pillars are there, and we've been using that and then building upon it. Anybody remember that? All right, well, it's taken from Proverbs chapter 8, verses 12 to 14. is our key text, and uh, there's also Proverbs 9 and 1. Proverbs 9.1 says that wisdom has built her house and she has burned out her seven pillars. So that's where this came from. And then we went to chapter 8 to talk about those pillars. And then we went to many other chapters in the Bible to talk about those pillars. I have covered the first one was the fear of the Lord. We covered that one. How many people remember that, the fear of the Lord? Did we cover that? Were you here when we covered it? Interact with me, guys. Was anybody here when we covered the fear of the Lord? Okay. If you didn't hear it, it's on the website. Go listen to it. And then after that, we also covered, uh, after the fear of the Lord, we covered prudence. Not in any particular order. You know, I just, there seven pillars that I need to cover. Um, and it's going to take me time to go through all of them because I'm doing one each time. You know, so we've covered prudence. And that was really very deep. I believe that it was a blessing. Um, then we've also covered knowledge, you know. And uh, I don't know if anybody remembers anything about this prudence and this knowledge and the fear of the Lord. You know, but I, you need to go back and listen. It's not, this is not the kind of teaching that you hear just one time. You got to go back and listen again and again. Because each time you listen, you're going to find out that you pick something else new. You know, knowledge is an incredible thing. And we uh, asked people to, you know, give themselves to knowledge last time. You know, because that's how the chambers of the house are filled with knowledge. You know, we read that last week. So I'm not going to go. That's all I'm doing for the review of those first three letters. Today... This is the, this is one of the, my most, you know, fasc, I mean, the one that I'm most fascinated about. I, mean, I was with 
prudence, and I was with the fear of the Lord, and I was with knowledge. <laughs> They're all good. But today I'm talking about counsel. I will be talking about counsel today. Now, how many people remember the seven pillars as we gave them? The seven pillars. I even gave you an acronym that can help you to kind of remember that. We talked about, I said, K-U-P-D-C-S-F. You know, not any in any of that order, just because it kind of rhymes. You know, K for knowledge, U for understanding, P for prudence, D for discretion, C for counsel, S for sound wisdom, and F for the fear of the Lord. Not necessarily in that order that we treated them, but those are the seven pillars we are covering. So today it is counsel. So let me get started here. Now, counsel is one of the pillars of wisdom. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 14. Now, you're going to have to stay with me here because I've got a lot of scriptures. You know, this is not the kind of teaching that you just give one scripture and then preach for an hour. No, this is Bible teaching. And we're going to bring out these scriptures and everything I say, you know, I'm going to say a lot of attributes and a lot of things about counsel. I'm going to bring scriptures to support them. You know, so here's how we're going to do it today. This is how I've been doing it. I'll give you the definition of the pillar, like today's counsel. I'm going to tell you what, you know, they say that counsel means, you know, dictionary or whatever. You know, then I'm going to give you, you know, what the Spirit of the Lord tells me. Then I'm going to give you, you know, scriptures in the Bible, examples and things like that. You know, and then, you know, we're going to look at the benefits of wisdom. I'm going to tell you some things that you must do, the benefits of the pillar of the wisdom you know, which is whatever we're covering at that time. And I'm going to tell you some things you must do, and then we're going to pray. We're going to use some of these scriptures at the end to pray for that pillar of wisdom in our life. Today is counsel. So let's get started. Counsel is a pillar of wisdom. you find that right here in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 14. If you take it from verse 12, you will read about the other things. But here it says, counsel is mine, you know. And I have understanding and so forth. So these are the pillars of wisdom that are in these uh, Proverbs 8, 12 to 14 verses. And of course, we know about the fear of the Lord. I want to show, you know, read through some scriptures real quick, then I'm going to talk about some things. Let's read also Proverbs 15 and verse 22. Proverbs 15, 22. If you can put those things up for me quickly, that will help me. Proverbs 15, 22. This, I want you to pay attention to this scripture because I'm coming back to it later. This is going to be important when I get there. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Let's read Proverbs 19 and 20 quickly. Proverbs 19 and chapter 19 and verse 20. I'm just going to put this out here. I'm coming back to them. You know, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the life that end. Now, this tells you that somebody who has counsel, will actually be considered wise in the end. Now, I'm going to tell you something that is very rich about counsel. You know, so let's read Proverbs 20 and verse 18. Proverbs 20 and 18. Every purpose is established by counsel. I'm going to come back to this when I get down to the meat, but I want to give this as a preamble. You know, every purpose is established by counsel. Even the Lord himself said, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure, saith the Lord. You know, so counsel is so deep, and it's so important. Lastly, let me read uh, for this first set of scriptures, Proverbs 24 and verse 6, that I'm going to get right into it. Proverbs 24, verse 6. 
These are the, my leading scriptures. By wise counsel, you know, thou shalt make thy war. You know, I don't know if you guys know, but we are in a spiritual battle. You know, spiritual warfare. Your life is a spiritual warfare because you are a spirit being. And this war here, we're not talking about taking up guns and shooting and so forth. But your life, you know, is a spiritual warfare. And uh, counsel is what's going to help you to navigate through. In the multitude of counselors, there is also safety. So those are some leading scriptures. Now let's get right to it. Counsel can be defined as the ability to give good advice, guidance, instruction, or direction to navigate difficult situations or how to prepare for the future. Now that's a mouthful, you know. Ability to give good advice, guidance, instruction, or direction to navigate difficult situations or how to prepare for the future. You know, so, right there, there's a lot of things to be said. Now, let me jump right into some examples and then I'm going to come back and tell you some more attributes of the wisdom. I mean, of the council, and I'll come back with some more examples, and so on and so forth. Now, you know, one of the things that I want you to know right away is that this council that we're talking about, you know, it's given by God, but not everybody has it. And it doesn't necessarily come by age, doesn't necessarily come by position in life. You know, I'm going to show you some scriptures that tell you where it actually comes from, you know. Now, in the book of Job, chapter 32, you can read uh, the response of Elihu. Some people call it Elihu. Um, I call it Elihu. You can call it Elihu, you know. When he was waiting for the older people to speak, and they, you know, he listened to them, but there really wasn't, you know, too much wisdom coming out of them. So in uh, Job chapter 32, verses 4 to 9, and you put that up, please, Job 32, 4. Elihu said, I waited till Job had spoken, you know, and so forth, because they were elder, you know, than he. He had waited, you know, and when Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, then his wrath was kindled. Verse 6, and Elihu, the son of Barakel, the bullseye, he answered and said, I am young. You are very old, wherefore I was afraid and didn't even want to show my opinion, so I waited for you guys to speak. Verse 7, I said, days you speak, and multitude of years you teach wisdom. Well, verse 8, but that's not always the case. This is how this thing comes. There is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty is what gives them understanding. It's not age. Age can give you some things, you know, and so forth, but... You know, this, the stuff we're talking about today, it comes from the inspiration of the Almighty. Great men are not always wise. And neither are the aged always the ones that understand judgment. But it is that inspiration of the Almighty. So bear that in mind. And let's look at, you know, talking about great men and powerful men. You know, they don't always have counsel. <laughs> you know, I mean, let me jump into an example right here. There was a man in the Bible that you guys know called Moses. Powerful man of God. I mean, he did incredible things like nobody else had done in that Bible, at least up to his time. Partner of the Red Sea, creative miracles, calling out lies, frog, and all these things and so forth. But yet, 
He lacked counsel in some area. You know, powerful prophet, man of God. You know, so powerful, but he lacked counsel. And he took his father-in-law, Jethro, to actually give him advice. In the book of Exodus chapter 18, the story goes from verses 13 to 26. I'm not going to read it, but you can write it down and go read it on your own. But this story, I will paraphrase it for you. What happened was Jethro saw Moses had, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Some people say two millions or whatever, you know, that he was leading. Not only was he their prophet and their priest, you know, he was everything. He was the judge. He was, I mean, he sat to try to be the, you know, give them advice, lead them to the Lord, you know, you know, separate between them when they are fighting and do all of these things. You know, and he wore himself out. He wore himself out. He wore the people out, you know, and Jethro looked at him and said, I know you're a man of God and all that, you know, but let me give you some advice right here. Let me give you some sound counsel right here. You will not only kill yourself, <laughs> you kill the people, you kill yourself too. You can't do this. They're just one man. So let me give you some advice. And if it be so, well, maybe if the Lord tells you so, as well, I know you are a man of God. If the Lord tells you so, check it out. You know, divide the people and appoint captains over their tens and fifties and hundreds and so forth. And let them take care of those matters. Now, the matters that they cannot solve, let them bring to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then you speak to them concerning the things of God and so forth. But don't. Don't, I mean, you don't meddle with them, all of these matters. You cannot handle hundreds and thousands and maybe even millions of people. Counsel. We don't even know that Jethro was a believer at that time. We don't know that. But we do know that Moses was a mighty prophet. But look at how God used a almost nobody, you know, to give this man counsel. And they, Moses saw that the counsel was good. Hallelujah. So that's a great example right there. So it's not always, look, I'm gifted, I can speak in tongues, I can prophesy, I have visions, I can lay hands on the sick, the sick, you know, anointing and so forth, you can heal. That, you may be able to do all of that, but you may still lack counsel in your life. You know. And so that's why we're addressing these, these things. Now, there was a man called Ahithophel in the scriptures. Second Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23. The Bible says that in those days, his counsel was like the counsel, I mean, of an angel of God. When this man gave you advice, you can take it. People say, take it to the bank. This man's own was more than take it to the bank. I mean, it was like you can take it to the gate of heaven because this was like an angel of God that gave you this advice. You know, I mean, the man was so great. He gave incredible advice, you know, and David surrounded himself by these people. And I'll be telling you some four things later on that you must do. David surrounded himself by people like Ahithophel, who gave him great advice, you know. And uh, we know, uh, you know, some of you probably know a, a not-so-good side of the story, but I'm not getting to that today. The one you probably know is when God had to defeat the counsel of Ahithophel, you know, when he didn't side with David, you know, and so on. But for the most part, he gave great counsel. Great, great counsel, you know. Now, let me tell you another story that many of you are more familiar with. The story of Joseph. We've spoken about it many, many times. In the book of Genesis chapter 41, 
verses 16 to 45. Another great story. You know, in this story, we all know that Joseph had a gift to interpret dreams. We also know that, you know, he did interpret the dream for the butler and the baker and all of that. You know, but it wasn't, it, listen to me, folks. You have to read this. I don't have time to read all of it. It wasn't his interpretation of dreams. It wasn't that made him great. No. It was the fact, in fact, I want you to turn to Genesis uh, chapter 41. You know, let's read from about verse 16 or so. And let's go through it quickly. Now, jump to about maybe verse 24 or so. Can you jump to about verse 24? You know. Okay. He's interpreting this thing. Let's, let's jump to about verse uh, 32. Okay. So this is where he said, this dream was established to Pharaoh twice and it will come to pass. Next verse. Let's go through that quickly. You know, verse 33. Now, therefore, let... Okay, so this is the part I'm looking for. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh... He has stopped the interpretation now. Interpretation is finished. Now, he's going to give counsel. It's not the... He could have interpreted the dream and given no counsel, and there would have been nothing to it. But after the interpretation of the dream... So, it wasn't exactly his gift of interpretation of dreams. That was part of it. But it was his ability, the capability he had to give incredible counsel, you know, that lifted him up. How many of you say praise the Lord? Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. And he begin to tell Pharaoh what to do. You know, he said, let Pharaoh do this. I appoint officers who do this and so forth. Take up the fifth part. And remember, when we talk about prudence, I refer to this. Those of you who don't know how to save, there is a lesson here. Save 20%. Fifth part of the land, of all the increase that you have, and so forth. And he began to tell Pharaoh what to do. You know, and you know, so when we save all this thing over the seven plenteous years, in the years when we have those terrible day, days that are coming that we'll forget the plenty, we'll have plenty to, to, to fall back on. And let's read verse 5. 35, brother. Verse 35. Let them gather all the food and so forth, and let them do this in the cities. Verse 36. And the food shall be there for the store and all of that. Verse 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and all the eyes of his servants. Now verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, you know, and I, when he, Pharaoh said this, all, all I'm thinking is, now where was Potiphar and where was the wife of Potiphar that said that this man was a rapist, you know, that's what the wife of Potiphar said. How many of you know that? That's what she said. She, she framed him, said he, he's trying to rape me and so forth. Of course, we know that's not what happened. You know. And I was wondering where they were <laughs> when Pharaoh was making this announcement. And he said, can we find such a one as this? <laughs> Potiphar couldn't say anything. In whom is the spirit of... Notice that this counsel comes from the spirit of God. How many of you say Amen. In whom is this? Now, Joseph didn't say, thus said the Lord. He didn't say that. He just gave the counsel. But these people looking, they have magicians, they have soothsayers, they have all these people, counselors and everything. When they were hearing it, Pharaoh said, this is the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Only the spirit of God can give counsel like this. You know. 
Where else can we find him? Say, right now. <laughs> Get those prison clothes off of him and so forth. You know, I am Pharaoh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you are second in command. There is nobody that is going to move a finger in this Egypt without you. Hallelujah. <laughs> From prison in one day to vice regent over the land because of counsel. Interpretation. You know, he could have, he interpreted the dream for the baker and the butler. You know, and the butler forgot him. It was only the baker. I mean, the butler was killed. Baker went back or whatever. And the other guy even forgot him. So it wasn't his interpretation. The interpretation made a way for him. Your Bible says your gift will make room for you. So his gift made room for him to come and stand before Pharaoh, but it was the counsel that he gave. It was the, you know, he laid it down. This is what you need to do. This is how we're going to save <laughs> mankind, basically. <laughs> you know, and he laid it out. Look, let me say this right here. If you have this spirit of counsel, I'll tell you this right now. If you have this great, and if you, are, if you are in the marketplace, or you are in business and so forth like that, you know, and if you, have, if you can do forward thinking, strategy, you have strategic, you know, information that you can give and so forth. You can, this thing can be applied. I'm going to show you before we get through here today. You know, even when they get rid of everybody else, they will keep you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, they will keep you because you have some... Look at what Pharaoh did here. You know, he probably dismissed all those other, you know, counselors and so forth like that. Because, you know, he just promoted this man from nowhere because of the Spirit of God that gave him counsel. Now, counselors and advisors, you know, in today's world, you know, we may even call them consultants. You know, counselors and advisors are generally behind great and successful people. These people are sought out, you know, when they have this incredible ability. You know, they are indispensable. You know, they are sought out. Others, they may lay you off. But these folks, you know, <laughs> they are sought out. You know, and we're going to find out what happens when the, a nation lacks these things. You know, and it, it's a disaster. You know, if you don't have people that have this true grief. Now, Solomon... You know, when, when a man has this great counsel and has the ability, you know, remember last time we talked about, you know, inspiration, the knowledge, and you know, that gives you, you know, inspiration to take facts and create solutions out of it. Inspire your mind to do that. Now, if you have somebody that's able to do these things and give this kind of wisdom and so forth and bring solution and have great problem-solving skills, they are indispensable. They're truly indispensable. Now, First Kings chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. You know, people sought out Solomon. You know, but, you know, even Jesus referred to it. You know, so King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. Now, read the next verse. And all the earth, now, all the earth sought after Solomon not exactly to see his riches. Hello? He had riches. God bless him beyond everybody else. You know? And God bless him with tremendous wisdom and counsel too. You know? But when they were seeking him out, it was to hear his wisdom. 
which God had put in his heart. Verse 25. And they brought, you know, and this, you know, because of his wisdom, people added even riches. This man was already rich. Yet, because of the wisdom and counsel, you know, they added Queen of Sheba, everybody that came from everywhere, they loaded gifts onto Solomon. You know, it wasn't his gifts. I mean, it wasn't the beauty of his, well, yeah, maybe some of them came to see the beauty of, you know, because even Queen Sheba said, well, you know, the ascent, how you went up to the house of the Lord and all the people around you and so forth and so forth. But she finally said, blessed are the people around you because they hear your wisdom daily. Hallelujah. And Jesus himself referred to it. He said, look, the queen of Sheba traveled from halfway around the world to hear the wisdom of Solomon. It wasn't to see his palace. But he said, behold, a wisdom greater than Solomon is here. And so this thing makes you know, people to seek you out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Seek you out. Amen. In the book of Isaiah Chapter 12, verse 3. It talks about, with joy shall you draw waters out of the well of salvation. But I want to compare that scripture with Job uh, 32, which I already uh, gave you. But 32, verse 8, which talks about the inspiration of the Almighty. But let's take a look at um, Proverbs 20 and verse 5. Proverbs 20 and verse 5. The counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. Now, it's kind of like Isaiah 12, 3 says, you know, with joy you will draw waters from the wells of salvation. Now, I'm talking of the wells of counsel. They are deep inside your heart by the inspiration of the Lord. But it takes the understanding that God gives you to draw it out. Now, most people think that counsel is for the benefit of somebody else. So I'm switching this a little bit now to talk about counsel for you. Not counsel that you hear from somebody else, but the spirit of counsel inside of you to guide you yourself. You know, so we're talking about counsel that is inside your heart. It's like wells of water that are very deep, but you're going to have to draw it out. You know, so, but it's right inside your house. Now, most of the time when we think of counsel, we're talking about the advice that we give to somebody else. And that's great, you know. But I want to talk about, you know, the spirit of counsel inside of you to guide you for your life. Hallelujah. Hello. Praise the Lord. You know, so, we are told that in uh, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6, we see the scripture that says that, look, you know, let your words be with grace and seasoned uh, you know, with salt, you know, that you may know how to answer every man, right? You got to know how to answer every man. Answering every man is one thing, it's one good thing. But, you know, today I'm actually talking about, you know, God giving you wisdom in your heart. God giving you wisdom in your hearts by counsel we call it counsel you know now let me quickly go here i have a lot of uh, things to go to here let me quickly do this um the ipad here is malfunctioning for some reason gotta go over here 
So while I'm, you know, while I'm on this subject, let me tell you a few other things about counsel. Bring it up, pull it up over here. Okay, here we go. In the secular world, we refer to uh, counselors sometimes as consultants. You know, I want to tell you that counsel is in the is at the very core, the very core of these pillars of wisdom that we are talking about. In the book of Isaiah chapter 11, the first five or six verses, it talks about Christ. And it talks about the spirit that he will be endowed, among other things, with the spirit of counsel and might. You know, counsel there, it was very important even for Christ. You know, in the book of, uh, we've covered, we've covered Proverbs 20 and verse 5. You know, we've covered you know, how inspiration from the Almighty brings us wisdom. We've covered, you know, that it is something that we must draw out. Now, a person that possesses this skill and uses it in offering guidance, and they have forward-looking, they are strategic, and so forth. I've talked about that. You know, they are going to be very, very important in their industry. We've talked about Joseph. We've talked about, you know, um, great leaders having great counselors behind them. Let's look at the example of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2 verses 20 to 24. Let's look at that example real quick. Daniel chapter 2 verses 20 to 24. Now, I want to also talk about, you know, how you develop. I'm going to bring you a story here out of Daniel, something you may not have thought about. I'm going to show you how you develop. You remember last time or last two times we talked about, you know, developing your talent and so on and so forth. There was a process to it. Okay. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 to 24, you know, this is Daniel saying, Blessed be God forever for who has given us wisdom and might, you know, and so on. You know, change your times and seasons and give us wisdom to the wise, knowledge to them that know understanding. Verse 22. He revealed the deep and secret things. He knew it was in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. Verse 23. Uh, I thank thee, I praise thee, O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, has made known unto me, and so forth like that. You know. Now, what I want to bring out here in this story is this story, I, I skipped the first part of it, but this was when all the wise men of Egypt, were, I mean, Babylon, were going to be destroyed because they could not remind the king Nebuchadnezzar of his dream, let alone interpret it. And Daniel had asked for time. He said to his, you know, the, the people that was giving the command to kill everybody, he asked for, give us time, let us go and, you know, we will show the interpretation. And he took his companions and they went and prayed. How many of you know that story? Anybody know that story? If you don't, I have to stop and read it. But if you do, we move on. Do you know the story? Okay. So they went and prayed, right? So Daniel went and prayed. But in Daniel chapter 5, you know, when Belshazzar saw this, you know, he was told, you know, by the queen mother, there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, and the wisdom of the gods were found in him and so forth. Thy king 
thy father who was the king, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he, you know, he made this man the master of all the counselors and the magicians and so forth. You know, so when they brought in Daniel, he was able to interpret the dream, you know, I mean the uh, vision of the handwriting on the wall and so forth right away. Now, let's go to some of these other things. There's a lot that I want. I'm looking at the time, and there is, there's a lot that I want to bring out here. Let me jump to this real quickly. There are four things that you need to do, four things that you must do here concerning counsel. One, you need to develop your advisory and problem-solving skills. Of course, some of it is through knowledge. We talked about that last time. But, you know, Daniel actually developed this. You know, this is the story that I was just telling you. He developed it. He prayed to seek God one time. By the time he came around to Belteshazzar, he was able to just instantly interpret the, the handwriting that was on the wall. Number two, you need to learn the skill of effective communication. You know, if you are going to even give counsel and you don't know how to communicate effectively, it's not going to help anybody. Effective communication is so important. This is needed in order to be able to give sound advice. You have to be able to communicate it effectively. Listen to uh, Psalm 45 and verse 1. Let me read quickly Psalm 45, verse 1. You can put that up for me. And I'm going to then go to Deuteronomy. Psalm 45 says, My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made concerning. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So we're talking about communication here. You know, you have to also learn how to have effective communication. You know, even to communicate counsel. You know, this man said, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. He's a great communicator. Deuteronomy chapter 20, uh, 32 also tells you in verse 2, he said, look, my doctrine shall drop, you know, as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, and so forth. You know, this, these people, they're able to communicate. Even the doctrine they have, they can communicate it clearly. So communication is very important. You know, um, let's read Second Samuel. Chapter 12. In Second Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 to 12. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to reference the story. Second Samuel chapter 12. You know, there's a story of David and Bathsheba. How many of you know the story? David and Bathsheba and Uriah. Okay. So, Nathan, the Lord told him to go and confront David. And he had to use communication skills. But very important. He had to use communication skills. So he actually came as a storyteller, but it was communication. He had to communicate that to David in such a way that, you know, David was stirred up and said, who is the man that did that thing? <laughs> you know, I mean, he's going to pay. And the man said, well, I got news for you. You are the very one. You know, so he learned, you know, he brought that thing, he communicated it, you know, and, uh, and this, this same Nathan, was also not only a prophet, he was, a, you know, was a, some, some kind of a spiritual advisor to, uh, to David at the time, but he used counsel. You need to, number three, you need to surround yourself with people that can give good counsel. You know, this is the secret to success, you know, in your life. You know, we have, you know, many, many things that we have read. You know, it says every purpose is established by counsel. Proverbs chapter 28 I mean, sorry, chapter 20 and verse 18. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18 says, Every purpose is established by 
counsel. And with good advice, make your spiritual warfare. Now, this is spiritual warfare, folks. We are all in spiritual warfare, you know, and you need good advice. Now, many people have mapped out plans for the year. At the beginning of each year, great plans. Here's what I'm going to do. You know, even the Lord says this is your defining year. You know, the Lord told us at the beginning of the year, so you have plans. You know, this is, this is the year, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And that's great. But I tell you what, without counsel, those plans will fall flat. They will fall apart. Those plans will fall apart without good counsel. You need good counsel. This is what we've read in, you know, it says with good counsel, you know, every purpose is established by counsel. But if you take the corollary of that, if you don't have good counsel, then it means the purpose will fall flat. You know, so you need good counsel. And it's not just counsel, external counsel is good, which we have talked about today, but also internal counsel from the spirit of the Lord. That is so great, you know. But people are not patient to wait for the Lord. They're not wait, patient to wait for God's counsel. They just take matters into their hands. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5, lean not to your own understanding, you know, but lean upon the Lord for his counsel. Praise the Lord. Number four, you need to pray that God will give you this spirit of counsel so that you'll be able to exercise yourself in all manners of counsel in every area of your life. And we're going to be praying that before the end of today. You also want to be an encourager. You know, somebody that can give great counsel is a good encourager. We read already uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. But I want to read Proverbs 27. Let's read verse 9 quickly. Proverbs 27. Let's read verse 9 quickly. Proverbs 27, verse 9. Proverbs 27 and verse 9. Can you put that up? Thank you. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. You know, so does sweetness of a man's friend by, you know, hearty counsel. So if you are somebody that knows how to give good counsel, you are almost like ointment and perfume. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, the sweetness of the apothecary. You know, it's like goodness. It's like things that rejoice the heart when you can give good counsel. This good counsel is very, very important. Now, let's look at some of the benefits, additional benefits of counsel. I'm rushing through this because I'm looking at time. Now, the counsel of the Lord shall always stand. Can somebody say amen? Proverbs 19 and verse 21. Now, that also means that, look, it, it means that, you know, God, he has his divine Eternal purposes, nothing can change that. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about in your life. You know, there are many devices in a man's heart. You can plan things, you plan this, you propose this, and so forth. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. So everybody needs to understand how to seek for the counsel of the Lord. You know, now, God may put great counselors in your life. That's good. You surround yourself with them. But inside of you, you have the Holy Spirit. And it's the great counselor. Hallelujah. And you've got to learn how to listen to him. And how does he speak to you most of the time? Well, there's that still small voice that checks you. 
And then there is the word of God. The word of God is already there. You know, but of course, you know, you, when you go to God in prayer, he will make it plain to you. Now, multitude of counselors, you know, give protection and safety. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 14. Let's look at Proverbs 11 verse 14. You know. Proverbs 11 verse 14, please, in the back. Where there is no counsel, that people fail. But multitude of counselors provide safety. Let me talk about people failing. Now, he didn't talk about a person. People here is nations. This is what's happening to third world countries. You know, I resemble that remark because I know where I come from. And there is no great council in that country. You know, and, you know, the whole thing is falling apart. You know, so, you know, when there is no great council, nations will fall apart. That's what this is talking about. It's, you know, it's falling. You know, people are falling apart and so forth because the absence of true counsel will lead to what I call here national collapse. National collapse. Because there is no real counsel from the Lord. You know, so. Now, if you want to be wise, you need to have counsel in your heart. I read this at the beginning and I said I was coming to it. This is Proverbs 12 and 15. And it's also Proverbs 19 and 20. So if you are, you know, you know, the, uh, say the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hackneth unto counsel is wise. You know, that's Proverbs 12 and 15. Let's read quickly Proverbs 19, 20. I read this at the beginning. Proverbs 19, 20. It says, instruction and counsel so that you may be wise in the latter end. When you're following good counsel, you will actually be known as a wise person. You'll be a wise person at the end. Make your plans and your purposes to succeed. Proverbs chapter 15 and 22. Proverbs 15 and 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. We can't say it any plainer, folks. All your plans and everything that you are planning, if you don't have real counsel, there will be disappointment. I, I don't know how else to say it plainly. And this is why people have disappointment up and down. They have great plans. They have great dreams. But there's no real counsel, and so they face disappointment. You know, they face disappointment. So you need real counsel. You know, and I've been praying for a lot of people, especially the young people here. You need real counsel in your life. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 6 says that, you know, we, we, we alluded to that already and so forth. Proverbs 26, you know, this is how you fight your battles. It's with counsel. You need to fight your battles with counsel. In other words, this means Pick your battles. It's not every battle that you have to fight. <laughs> there are some times that you let it go. You know, this is counsel. If you don't have counsel, you are going to try to fight every battle. It's not every battle that you need to fight. You know, there are certain battles you let go. Some other battles, the Lord will fight for you. But there are some battles that you will fight and so forth. You know, but, <laughs> you know, hey, if you don't know how to fight your battles, you are going to end up wounded at times when you shouldn't even need to be wounded. You know, 
there's some, some things that you don't even need to get involved with. Praise God. We read before, you know, that, you know, in previous lessons that somebody that's passing by, that meddles with a matter that doesn't belong to him, it's like what? It's like somebody that takes the dog by the ears. You know, the dog is going to bite you. <laughs> you know, so, hey, look, counsel is what guides you to help you pick your battles. That's what this verse is saying. Pick your battles, <laughs> you know, take your time. You know, and so, certain things you need to fight for, certain things you let the Lord fight for, certain things you just let go. You know, you don't need to waste your worrying capital <laughs> on every single fight. Hello? Let me say that again. I, I didn't have that written down. It just came to me now. So I have to say it again so that I myself can get it. You don't need to waste your worrying capital on every single fight. Don't waste your capital. You know, you have the ability to fight some good fights. You know, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. Well, it's not every fight. <laughs> it's a good fight. You know, so take your time and pick your battles. Hearty counsel from a trusted friend. We talked about that already in Proverbs 27.9. Now, people will seek after you. We talked about that in First Kings chapter 10. You know, like they sought after Solomon. You know, there's a prayer we're going to pray at the end. You know. And I'm going to come through it. But I want to go back and do a quick review because I jumped through quickly. I was looking at the time and I left some things out. I'm going to try to cover some of the things I left out. You know, the point that we're trying to make is that this. Counsel is at the very core of even the pillars of wisdom. If you have and know how to use great counsel, it not only works for others. It's not only about you giving counsel to others. It's actually counsel for yourself. It's like wells of water inside of you, but you have to draw it out by understanding. You know, and if you a man of great understanding, he will draw out those wells of counsel. He'll don't draw it out. So you've got to seek the Lord and ask him to teach you. Now, the Bible says that the Lord, you know, if any man is, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And God will give you. But you have to know that, you know, God will give to you. But he says also that when God gives you, say with God, there is no variableness or shadow of turning. There's no variableness or shadow of turning. Well, you know, I was preaching, teaching this topic, variableness or shadow of turning, just a few days ago on Clubhouse, you know. And, it, you know, what it means is this, variableness or shadow of turning. It means that God is not yea and nay. But in him is yea and in him, amen. Hallelujah. So when you are asking God for counsel, Jesus himself said, look, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father will give good gifts to you? And so that you ask him. You know, there is no variableness with God. There's no shadow of turning. God has no, listen to this, God has no mood swings. Doesn't have any mood swings. One day, he's feeling good about taking care of you. The next day, he doesn't feel so good to take care of you. That's not God. There's no variableness or shadow of turning. Hallelujah. He has no mood swings at all. He's always constant. He's always just the same. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. So when you come to God, you know, you have to know that God is able to do all the things that you are asking him to do. And then some. <laughs> because he says that he's able to do what? Exceeding 
abundantly and above all that we may ask or think. You know, so the reason why we don't get is because we don't ask. The reason why we ask and don't get is because we ask amiss. You know, now when people are asking amiss, well, maybe you get, maybe you don't. Most of the time you won't get. You know, but if you ask right, in other words, you know, I want to be like the Christ. The Christ in Isaiah chapter 1, 11, verses 1 through 6, he talks about him coming with the spirit of counsel, understanding the fear of the Lord, and all these things, you know, and so forth. And I want to be like that. I want counsel in my life. When I'm asking God for that, he will give it to me. Amen. If you're asking God for that, he will give it to you. We've talked about counsel being so important that if you have it, and you know how to develop this gift, even in the business world, it will help you. Praise God. It will help you. We've seen you know, how it promoted uh, Joseph. It was counsel. It was actually his counsel that promoted him. So, so I'm going through quickly some of the things, and I will be wrapping up here in about five minutes. Some of these are the things that we've talked about today, the things, you know, you know how, what, how counsel can help you in your life. You know, if you use this counsel well, people will seek for you. You know, they sought, they sought the wisdom of, of uh, Solomon. Uh, you know, most of the times those things that, that translated wisdom there was actually called counsel. You know, they, they'd bring a question and he would, you know, put it in order, you know, and so forth. And when people, you know, bring a question, you put it in order. And they also, when you have question in your mind, the scripture says, look, don't be little children all the time. Grow up and have your senses exercised. You'll be able to design good and evil. You know, you practice, you know, this presence of the Lord. Practice, you know, sound counsel, you know, and so forth. And take your time. You know, don't shoot from the cuff and so forth like that. Take your time. Leap. Some people leap before they look. But, if, you know, there's a proverb that says what? Look before you leap. You know, so, you know. A person that has great counsel also exercises what's called an analytical mind. You know, they can analyze the situation and they can give great counsel. You know, and you can also develop some of those skills, you know, by through the word of God, through knowledge, and through giving yourself, you know, to prayer. Now, don't lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. The Lord is the one that can give you this great Counsel. You know, I have some secular stories, but I don't have time to tell them today. You know, it's a story of a man, you know, who wasn't even as educated or anything, but, uh, you know, how he would go higher than tremendous things and so forth because of counsel that he could bring. I don't have time to go into all that story today, but here's where we're going to do. We're going to pray. Here are some of the things I want us to pray about. I will remind you of some of the four things that I said you need to do for yourself. Well, you need to develop, you know, the, tra- the attributes that you have. You begin to develop yourself in counsel and training yourself and so forth. Develop it. Develop also the skill of communication. Communication is very critical. If you are going to be a great counselor, you have to know how to communicate, you know. And even as I'm standing here and trying to teach this class or this lesson, it takes communication, um, you know, so... If I'm speaking words that are above your head, you know, then I'm not communicating. You know, Paul himself said that. If I come to you speaking gibberish or speaking tongues or whatever, we're not communicating. You know, so we have to communicate, you know. And last time we talked about knowledge, 
is the instrument of communication, you know. But communication is critical for you to even be a great counselor, you know, because you have to be able to communicate it, you know. So we've talked about surrounding yourself with, uh, you know, great counselors, you know. Don't surround yourself with people that are going to give you terrible advice, you know, and send you down the drain. But surround yourself with uh, people that give you good counsel. And lastly, you need to pray for this counsel in your life. Let's stand to our feet and we're going to pray. Here is some prayer that I want us to, to pray today. On this subject of counsel, remember, counsel is not just for the benefit of others. That's one thing I wanted to stress today. Because we've always often just looked at it as if you know, we're giving advice to somebody else. And that's good. And that was covered here today. But we're not, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about you exercising counsel in your life. I'm talking about the wells of counsel that are inside of you, deposited by the inspiration of the Lord, that by wisdom and understanding you can pull them out. And you can use counsel to guide your affairs. And make, you know, when we come to sound judgment, that's something that goes along with counsel as well. You know, so I've got a few more pillars to go through. We're going to be talking about discretion. Then we're going to be talking about insight. You know, when I talk about insight, you don't want to miss out. I'll give you certain laws, you know, and so forth that you want to hear about. And then we'll be talking about sound judgment. Sound judgment. So these are the things. Here's where we are today. Today was about counsel. So counsel is very key to all the things that we're talking about. And when you possess this skill and you know how to use it, and you can give good counsel, people will actually seek you out. And counsel is, we've seen that it brings great promotion. So here's a prayer. You know, I wrote it down here. Let me read it to you. You know, I said, let's pray that God will give you. So you need to pray that God will give you the spirit of counsel so that you will be able to exercise yourself in counsel for all of your own affairs. Not just you giving good counsel to somebody, but exercise counsel in all of your own affairs. And also, towards somebody else, you become a good encourager and one that has your speech seasoned you know, your speech with grace and also season with salt. So these are the things we're going to pray about now. So here's the prayer. We're going to pray that God will give you this spirit of counsel. Remember, that greatness that we read in the case of Joseph, it came because of the counsel that he gave. It wasn't just the gift of interpretation. So, you know, let's pray. That God, you know, you pray for yourself. I say, Lord, give me this counsel. The kind of counsel where, you know, you know, where Nebuchadnezzar say, kill all the musicians, magicians, kill all of them and so forth. And you pull something out, you know, that saves the lives and makes you to be elevated. That's great counsel. You know, the, the counsel that makes, you know, Pharaoh to dismiss everybody else and pull you from nowhere and put you above everybody. That's great counsel. And in this age that we are in now, we need that kind of counsel. Most people don't have the counsel, they just stumble through life. You know, you need great counsel. By wise counsel, thou shalt make thy war. Your life is a life of spiritual warfare. 
and you need good counsel. And you need to choose carefully your fights. So let's pray. I've given a lot of these things. You know, raise your voice and pray. Any aspect of this that has resonated with you today, raise your voice and pray about it for just a few minutes. Make your plans and your purposes to stand through counsel. Counsel will give you victory in your battles. Counsel will help you and give you, you know, wisdom on how to pick your battles. And if you yourself become a trusted friend, you can give hearty counsel. It will be like ointment. It will be like perfume. People will seek after you if you have good counsel. Hallelujah. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for myself and I pray for those who have listened and those who may listen to this later on, that we may have the spirit of counsel and mind, the spirit of understanding in our hearts, Lord. This knowledge that we've gained today, that we would apply it to seek after counsel. He said that counsel is like deep waters in the heart. It's not on the surface and most people can't find it. But we got to dig deep to find it. And I pray, Lord, that you help us to dig deep and pull it out by the understanding and by the inspiration of the Lord. And may our lives be guided by true counsel. We've seen that even nations collapse. You know, unfortunately, I'm from Nigeria and unfortunately, that place is collapsing because of lack of real godly counsel. We need counsel. The people will fall apart without great counsel. I pray that God will raise up real counselors in that nation. Amen. God will raise up godly advisors in that nation. Amen. And actually by counsel you can make your war. God raised up on true counsel there. They can get rid of all those people that are causing problems. And then in our lives, Father, we pray every day that you teach us true counsel. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go from here today, help us to remember the things we have read, the things we have listened to, the things, oh God, that has been spoken to us today concerning counsel. That indeed, this pillar of wisdom will manifest. And a person... Last thing I'll say to you is that a person that is manifesting this real pillar of wisdom, which is counsel, they will exhibit all the other pillars. If you have counsel in your heart, I don't have time to explain how that works, but maybe I will next time. If you have counsel in your heart, you will finally be able to exhibit all of the other pillars that we've been talking about. Finally, it all comes together through counsel. Father, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. We pray, Lord, that you go with us with understanding and you go out with us and let us grow in grace. Let us grow in understanding and let the wells of wisdom and the wells of counsel that are in our heart, let us be able to draw them out by understanding. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Everybody says, Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, praise him. You may come up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.